Thank you for listening to the Giving Light Podcast. We are a family church and world outreach center. Our heart is to empower you to walk in true freedom and equip you to impact your world. Please visit our website at givinglight.org to learn more about us and our many resources, including original music by Brave Music, e-courses for leaders, tools for raising powerful kids, and more. If you would like to support Giving Light financially, visit our Give Online page to choose the best giving method for you. Thanks again for joining us and enjoy this message. But I'd like to share just uh, a brief message, and then we're going to uh, be receiving of the Lord's Supper today. Um, just want to share about Christ in the now. Christ in the now. We, uh, a lot of times, you know, even ourselves, we, uh, some of us live in the past. Everything's in the past. Our hurts in the past. Our joys in the past. The things that affected us in the past. Or are looking to the future. Maybe fearful for the future. Maybe uh, life is so bad now, you just want the future to come. But Christ is in the now. And we are to live in the now. We celebrate, we celebrate the past, and we look forward to the future. But God wants us living in the now. Turn to somebody, ask them, are you living in the now? And if they, and if they don't answer, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, we, God wants us living in the now. You know, depending on what we believe and what we act on, we're going to be stuck in the past or the future, or we're going to be living in the now. You know, the Jews, they're still looking for a Messiah, and Jesus has already come. Some Christians are putting off everything in the future, you know, but God is God sent his son to bless us today. Of course, we're how many of you know there are things for us in the future? How many of you know that uh, if we keep everything in the future, we're not living now? If we keep everything in the past, regretting the past or remembering the past, we're not living today. The, full, uh, the fullness that God wants us to have. Again, we celebrate the birth of Christ, which is God in the flesh, God with us. We celebrate the past where uh, God over 4,000 years ago gave a prophetic word that said that God, this, God the Son was going to crush the head of the serpent. He said in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, he said, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise thy heel. Have you ever wondered why there's so much persecution against women? It's because God gave a prophetic word that women. Uh, that the seed of the woman was going to crush his head. Wouldn't you want to stop that? 
We also celebrate the, we also celebrate that 1700 years before it happened that there was a prophet that prophesied about a star. How many of you have had some prophetic words you haven't had fulfilled yet? Well, this one they had to wait 1,700 years for. You're just getting started. <laughs> no, no, you're not going to have to wait that long. <laughs> but you know, some prophetic words are not just for you, but they're for your children. They are for your children. But in Numbers 24, uh, well, I'll just go to verse 17. 24, 17, the prophet said, I see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel. There was also a prophetic word 750 years before it happened about a virgin. And in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, he says, Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. That's in the past. We celebrate it. It tells us about the faithfulness of God. You know, uh, we're not rejecting the past, but we want to live in the now. How many of you felt like sometimes God just didn't hear your prayer? Maybe you felt like, maybe you're disappointed because it didn't turn out the way you expected. But God is still faithful. God's still faithful. And so we can look to the past and see what God has done, but we bring it into the future and say, if God will do it for them, he will also do it for me. Seven, uh, 750 years before it happened, in verse 7 it says, Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Do you know that there is a day that the, the king came... But he left, and he's coming back. And when he comes back, there's not going to be any more government corruption. There's not going to be any more of this party fighting this party and nothing happening. I'm telling you that there is a king coming, and the government's going to be upon his shoulders. And every knee will bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I want to say there's more. There's more. What? Well, the present, we remember he was crucified, but he was also, uh, but he was also risen. But we also know that he ascended to the Father. And as uh, Jacob, uh, Shepherd Jacob, was it Jacob or Amos? Anyway. If they ain't been said Andy, who knows? <laughs> but Second uh, Corinthians chapter six, in verse one, it says, "We then, as workers together with him, also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. For now is the acceptable time." He says, "Now." is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. You know, let's quit expecting delay. Yeah, very good. 
Today is not the day for, del for delay. The Bible says now is the day of salvation. You know, now is kind of like the word all. What does the word all mean? Even if you look it up in the Greek, all means all. Well, what would now be? Now would be now. Now wouldn't be past. Now wouldn't be future. Now wouldn't be in a little bit. Now is now. Now is the acceptable time. Some people, some people say, well, I just got to wait. I got to wait until I get better. Uh, I remember my, my wife and I, we were, we were going to pray for my dad. He had a backache. Yeah, you know, for a, it was chronic. And uh, he finally said, well, I'll let you pray for me. And so he sits down, and all of a sudden he gets up, and he runs away. I said, where'd you go? He said, I got to get rid of my tobacco. <laughs> I said, you don't, have to, you don't have to get rid of your tobacco. God knows it's there. He says, well, I think I have a better chance. You know, a lot of people wanting to wait. Well, if I do this, if I, if I want to get, you know, I got to get this in order. I got to get this in order. No, you invite him into your life. Let the Holy Spirit come in and he'll get it in order. Thank you, Lord. You know, us trying to get it together is, trying, is cleaning our house with dirty rags. But when he comes in, it's all clean. He makes all things new. Hallelujah. What's he doing today? What is, by the way, what is Jesus doing today? Well, the scripture says that he's ever living to make intercession for you. Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25. He says, wherefore, he is able to save them to the uttermost that come to God. I like to put it this way. Jesus saves from the guttermost to the uttermost. Maybe some of you were so sweet you never got to the gutter. But I'll tell you what, he can, I buy, I buy, um, not example, I buy experience can tell you that he saves from the guttermost. And he'll bring you to the uttermost. Hallelujah. But he is able to save them to the uttermost that come to God by him, seeing that he ever liveth to make intercession for them. What is an intercessor? It's someone that brings you before God. He speaks out for you. He, you know, even when you don't have the strength to pray for yourself, he is praying for you. Even when the accusations are coming against you, even when you accuse yourself, I know there's nobody in here that sits there and accuses themselves because you've said under wonderful teaching for years how I've taught you that there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. And so you wouldn't dare sit there and criticize yourself. But even if you did, that's actually for those out there that haven't heard me preach. But it's for those that say, I am so dumb. I, how could God forgive me? How, I, can't, I can't understand why I keep doing this over and over and over again. But there is a Christ in heaven, a Jesus in heaven, who loves you, who intercedes for you daily. And he doesn't wear out. He doesn't fade out. 
He doesn't come to an end. What is he today? He is the exalted one. The scripture says that he, ha- that he has the preeminence. He is superior to all others. You know, some people got a, a little God and a big devil. But I want to tell you that he, is, he has preeminence. He has superiority over all. That means the devil. Do you know the, make, can you do that? Make a zero? Make a zero. Well, that's what Satan is, a zero. <laughs> Scripture says he has spoiled principalities and powers. He's taken his power away. Amen. As a matter of fact, in, in Hebrews, I can't think of the, the exact verse right now, but the Scripture says that he has destroyed him. You say, well, why is he still so active? He has destroyed his power and given us authority. Thank you, Jesus. He has empowered his believers. He is, what is he doing today? He is empowering you. You are not a weakling. You are not someone sitting there that can't do it. Oh, somebody's got to help me. He's already has. He has empowered you. The scripture says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And the spirit dwells in you. Do you actually know that you are a temple where God lives? Now think about this for a moment. Do you think that God would have the Israelites build a temple where everything was overlaid with gold? It was all beautiful. It was one of the seven wonders of the world. And then he would turn around and build a bunch of shacks to live in. No, God, when he makes you the temple of the Holy Spirit, he comes in and beautifies you. He, the scripture says, he turns beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that we might, tre- that we might be trees planted of the Lord, that he might be glorified. He doesn't make something beautiful in the past and make you a shack. I know you might like that book, The Shack. But I'm telling you what, he has made you beautiful. Yeah, uh, Loretta's husband, Ray, he and I went on on a motorcycle trip. I was riding on the back of his uh, motorcycle. And we stopped at this uh, place that he liked to eat. It was uh, where, it was right off 80. And uh, we go into the restroom, and he's standing there in front of the mirror, combing his hair. Could have counted him, but... (laughs) Cohen is here, and he, he, looks in, he looks in the mirror, and he says, man, you're good looking. Well, I thought he was talking about me, but I thought that would be inappropriate, you know. But he's talking about himself. He says, man, you're good looking. You know what? You need to, you need to if you don't think you're looking good on the outside, take a look on the inside. 
Take a look on the inside because the scripture says you are made in the image and likeness of God. Made in his image, made in his likeness. Man, you are good looking. (laughs) Why do you think David could say, behold, Lord, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are the works of your hands. Man, you're good looking. Well, take it by faith. How many of you know the just shall live by faith? So we speak what God's word says and not what we think. So he empowers us with the Spirit. The Scripture says that in the last days I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. So what's it, what's it up? What's it? What are we to do with this? We're to walk in the Spirit. We're to walk in the Spirit. It's not enough just to be filled with the Spirit. We've got to walk in the Spirit. We've got to let the Spirit walk through us. Say, how do I do that? Well, let the fruit that He's placed in you, the love, the joy, the peace, the long-suffering. Some of you are saying, how long do I got to suffer? I don't know. Long-suffering. Let it, faith, goodness, gentleness, peace, let it all live in that. You say, well, I've tried. Well, that's where you've got to say, Lord, I turn it over to you. Lord, I need your help. Well, I'm too proud to say that. Well, that's what our problem is. We've got to reject the pride. We've got to humble ourselves. Really, prayer is one of the most humbling things you could do. We've got to live our lives in Christ. Thank you, Jesus. We've got to use the authority he's given us. He says, behold, I give you authority. Behold, I give you authority to tread upon serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. How do we live? We live as kings and priests. Doesn't, uh, doesn't the script, I think, did, uh, did you read that this morning, Katie? About in Revelation 1, about Christ has made us. He's not going to make you a king and a priest. You are a king and a priest. As a matter of fact, it says in Romans, it says, and you having received the gift of righteousness, do reign as a king in life through Jesus Christ. What else do we do? We hear and we obey. We hear, how do we live by the Spirit? We hear what the Spirit says. Well, God doesn't talk to me. Yes, He does. He does. My sheep do what? Hear my voice. The voice of a stranger they will not follow. So how many of you, if you're hearing voices, don't worry about it. (laughs) Just pick the right one. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let's talk for a moment about the future. The future is, 
and we've already mentioned this, that he is, he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he is coming back. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 14. Be, uh, he says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which, which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. You know that this is the quietest place Earth is the quietest place you will ever live. It is the quietest place you will ever live. I hate to say this, but they're screaming in hell. And they're shouting in heaven. You know, I think we ought to bring heaven to earth. There's a song years ago. When we all get to heaven, we'll sing and shout the victory. Well, how about singing and shouting now? Let's sing and shout now. Let's bring heaven. Let's bring heaven down to earth. In the future, right, right now, God is putting everything under his feet. All wickedness will be removed. All curse, all the curses are going to be removed. As a matter of fact, the scripture says for us now in Galatians chapter 3 that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Not going to, but has. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. And last of all, Satan and all that offends will eternally be thrown into the lake of fire. Won't you be glad? Hallelujah. Won't you be glad not to hear his voice? Won't you be glad not to feel his temptations? Won't you be glad when you won't, uh, when when you uh, when he will not be able to kill, steal, and destroy? Amen. Well, we're going to celebrate this morning the Lord's Supper, and so I'm going to ask the uh, the ushers to bring that forth. But I thought I'm going to do it a little bit different today. I want you to be more of a participant. Would that be okay? Don't worry, you're not going to have to come up front and do something. But I'd like for, I would like to make these confessions of faith as to what we believe. So you may serve the people. As, uh, as you receive this, I'm going to ask that... Uh, if you believe these, then please say them. Father, we believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God. We believe that God came to earth living in a human body and lived a sinless life. We believe that Jesus we believe that Jesus is the spotless Lamb of God who went to the cross and bore our punishment. His blood was for our sins. 
His stripes was for our bodies. We believe that Jesus died, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day. We believe that Jesus was seen alive by over 500 people. And then he ascended into heaven. We believe that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And that he's ever living to make intercession for us. We believe that Jesus Christ is returning for those who love his appearing. Father, I am a believer. I am a new creation in Christ. And my old life is gone. I have received the gift of righteousness. I reign as a king in life through one Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 22, verse 17, it says, Then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread and he gave thanks and broke it. And he gave it to them saying, This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood which is shed for you. So, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for the power of your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord God, that through the body of Christ and the blood of Christ, we're not only forgiven of sin, we are cleansed. There is no trace, Lord, of the past. You said, your sins and iniquities I will remember no more. You said you would cast them into the deepest sea. And Lord, there's no way we can get it. So Father God, we rejoice today in Jesus' name for the body of Jesus Christ. We receive of it now in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes, we are healed. Now, Father, we thank you for the cup, Lord God. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. You said if we confess our sin, you're faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You said if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. With that in mind, Lord God, we partake of the cup in Jesus' name.
Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Jesus. Well, uh, I don't want to just, you know, with all that Christ has done for us, we have a, a prayer team, a healing team. I'm going to ask them to come up. Are they here today? Okay. You have anything? Mid-back pain, neck pain, and a headache. Right hand, pain in the right hand. So, um, also, we don't want to ignore what uh, the shepherd told us. You know, you might be here. You might have even been going to church for years. I remember, I remember a lady years ago. We we just thought for sure she was saved, and each time the altar call was given, she'd raise her hand, and so the pastor re-explained it and did it three times three or four times, and she just finally said, hey, I'm not saved. And so if you're here today, maybe you've gone to church, maybe, but you want to be, maybe just want to be sure. Anyone, uh, if you come up to any one of these people, they'd be glad to pray with you. So would you please stand? If any of those apply to you, please come up and receive prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus Lord God, that it's not by our works of righteousness, but it's by what Jesus has done. He's given us the gift of righteousness. And so, Father, we receive, Lord God, your gifts, Father God, on the merit of Jesus. And we give you thanks and praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.